Blog Talk Radio.
Amen. Because they're going to bless me because God's going to take their heart. So the music on Blog Talk is ending. And what we're going to do, I'm going to ask Pastor to pray us in to start the service. And we're going to go right into the service because uh, it's something we, we need to talk about. we got to get this on, on the minds and hearts of the people. Pastor, would you pray for us? Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We give your name the praise. Father, we are so grateful for your presence. We so thank you for your grace and your mercy. And, Father, without you, we know that we will be lost like a ship without a sail. And, Father, we thank you that you're going to grant us what we desire, what we need. And, Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. Father, we ask you for your anointing now. We ask you for your grace and your mercy. We ask you for your revelation so that what we talk about, what we discuss biblically and naturally so, that somebody's heart be, be mended by the heart, be encouraged their mind and spirit and soul, and they have something to hold on to in the midst of the storm and the issues that they may be having. And Father, for this we give you glory, for this we give you praise for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So I, I want to start off with saying that as me and Pastor were talking a little, a little bit ago before blog talk kicked in, prayer is a lifestyle. You have to treat prayer as though you treat your outfit you wear. Prayer is a lifestyle. You decide you're going to wear your clothes a certain way. You're going to wear your hair a certain way. You're going to uh, wear your jewelry or your nails a certain way. You pick a lifestyle you want to look at, look like, whether it's uh, you want to dress, um, how do you say, going to the park all the time casual look or you want to dress it look. It's a lifestyle. So that's the type of, well, I, I mean that you, you always should have a, a casual life with God. You can't be dressy with God because God will know if you're sincere with your prayer or you like the hypocrite, you're just dressing it up so people can hear you. Come on, let's be real about it. So a lot of times people say, what is prayer? I wrote down prayer is simply having a conversation with God. But it's also much more than that. It's having a connection with God. The very reason that we pray and we believe that our prayers get to God because God is the one that breathes life into us. If we know every day we're going to breathe, we should understand we're under, that God is going to hear our prayers. We also should have a prayer life with God because God is the only one that can reveal secrets that he only he knows and that he has put in the way for us to understand through prayer, having a prayer life. God will reveal some things to you in your prayer life, not just what you ask him for, but some things he would tell you to pray about or some things he would show you, and you can, you can end up getting a hands up or heads up of what to pray for. I, I started looking at prayer like streets. I just want to write down some stuff I put on here. I said, what if I was to uh, tell people how to look at prayer? You look at prayer like on your block you live on. There are houses on that block. You look at prayer like whether your street is a street or it's an avenue, a place, a parkway, a boulevard, or you live by the expressway or the highway. You live on a court side. You live on a, uh, you have a six-section, multi-section in, uh, intersection. You live by a crossroad. You live on a cul-de-sac, a one-way, a two-way. Or your street is a lane, or it's a terrace, or a midway. Or you live by a road, or you live on the lakefront. 
You live on an ocean front, a lake shore drive. You have to look at God as like that. God is just like streets. He can do all things in a city. You have all these different streets that they name, and they have different endings behind it, whether it's a street, a block, a boulevard, or whatever. You have to know when you're at a crossroad, and right now, America, saints, friends, and ain't, we at a crossroad. A crossroad is just what it is, a cross. Jesus died on the cross for us. So we need to set up a relationship with the Lord of how we're going to go about living this life. What are you going to do? We know that Second uh, Chronicles 7 says, my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Okay, we know that. When are we going to humble ourselves and pray? When are we going to turn from our selfish ways, our wicked ways? When are we going to start saying, God, what do you say? God, how how do you want me to go about this? Pastor Troy had uh, texted me something, and I'm going to let Pastor Troy talk about that so we can understand the power and the benefits of applying prayer to our lives. Go ahead, Pastor. Well, in uh, in First Kings, the 18th chapter, there's a particular story that that involves Elijah and also involves um, Ahab and Jezebel in it. Mm-hmm. And basically what the story is is that um, Ahab and, and Jezebel begin to serve pagan gods, mm-hmm. um, and they wanted everybody else to serve pagan gods. And so then it was a challenge that Elijah put against the, the prophets and the priests, which is 450 yeah. of them. Uh, he said, okay, y'all call on y'all God, mm-hmm. and I'll call on that. Yeah. And we'll see who the real God is. And what he meant by call on the God is pray to the God, talk to the God. And so then if you're talking to a particular God, if you're talking to a particular higher being that you believe, he, he or she or whatever you want to call it should be able to ask you. Now, sometimes God don't always answer you, Minister uh, uh, Kaiser, when you want him to. Uh, you have to wait until you're able to amen. hear him. Yes. To receive what he has to say because it's you know, like sometimes your kids may call you and uh, they want you to do something for them. Yeah. And it may be okay for you to do it for them, but they may not be ready to receive what it is that they're asking for. Amen. We say it all the time. You don't give a 17-year-old a brand new car because they don't know how to take care of it. Because when you give a 17-year-old a brand new car, then it becomes your responsibility and not their responsibility and this should be a tool to teach them responsibility and accountability. Mm-hmm. So anyway, in the 18th chapter, uh, starting with the 20th verse, I'm not going to read just going to tell you about it. Um, he told me, what we're going to do is we're going to take two bulls. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Two, we're going to take two bulls, and what we're going to do is we're going to take both of them, and we're going to cut them up. Yes. You're going you're gonna to present your altar to your God, and I'm presenting my altar to my God. Amen. And we're going to see which one is going to answer. But Okay, so then they, they took the challenge. They said, that Elijah said, whoever God answers is the real God. That's it. Um, Grandma would always say this in, in paraphrase. He may not come when you want him, but, but he's always huh? on time. Now, your timing is never God's time. Amen. The Bible says his ways are not your ways and just thoughts are not your thoughts. So in the midst of this, 
they begin to they begin to build their altar, cut the you know cut the sacrifice up and put them on the altar. Uh, do that do their rituals. Now it's four hundred and fifty of them. Yeah. So you would think that whatever God they have after four hundred say so then uh God still had an answer. Still had an answer. They keep going, they keep going, they keep going, they keep going. So then in the midst of it, he started making fun of them, say, Maybe y'all God please. Uh maybe he busy. You know, maybe man, you know, my baby got something to do and he's distracted right now and he can't answer. And so then they got this they felt some kind of way because he making fun of feel like we do. I see there. Yeah. We make we crack jokes. <laughs> yes, Lord. And if you can't take no jokes, you better not come around us. Better not. So, <laughs> so Elijah is cracking jokes on the 450 uh, prophets and 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 and, and priests of of, of 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 Ahab and Jezebel. And so then finally he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build an altar. I'm going to take some stones and put them together. And he, he began to take the stones and he built the altar. And he had them to, he, he built trenches around it, around this altar, trenches around this altar. And he took water, barrels of water, and put it on the altar. Now, let me go back. He said this, who's ever, who, okay, who, who's, who's ever um, uh, uh, God answers by fire. Yeah. That's what I'm sorry. Look at that part. It's yeah. the God. It's the real God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what he did was he pulled water on him. Stop. Pull water again. Pull water again. Mm-hmm. Pull water again. He just kept pouring water on the altar. And then he began to talk to, pray to, yeah. invoke and invite the real God. Yeah. And that's what we have to learn to do. We have to learn to invoke. In other words, talk to, open our door, open our heart, open our mind, open our spirit, open up our personal rationality to what may seem to be different or difficult. That's it, that's it. Because sometimes we get so comfortable in places that we don't believe nothing else can happen but what's happening. But when you, that's that old song that says, have a little talk with you, glory to God. Tell him all about your trouble. He'll hear your famous cry. He'll answer by and by. Here, here, the prayer we're turning. Know that the fire is burning. Have a little talk with Jesus will make things right. And so then Elijah began to talk to God and begin to invoke him and invite him and say, you are the real God. In so many words, show forth your power. And what happened? Because he talked to him. But guess what? His talking with God just didn't start in the midst of the challenge. His talking with God, which is prayer, started years before that time on a regular basis. When you're in a relationship with a person, mm-hmm. communication is key on a regular basis. Yeah. We have, we have these relationships where you only want to talk to a person once a week. I, I was talking to a young lady today and she was saying that she was out on the dating pool and she was saying that dating pool was being uh, uh, tainted because the guys that she was dating and whatever app she was on, they only want to text. They don't want to talk to her. They didn't want to meet sooner than later. They just want to text all day long. And so what we tend to do is we find our own way of communication and think that only our way of communication bless you, is the only way.
consumed all of the water. Now imagine if I take three or four barrels of water and dump it on you. You're going to be wet for a while. Yeah. But it's fire and it's consuming power because of prayer. It consumed the altar and all the water in the trenches that they made around the altar. And so then my point is to this is how powerful prayer and talking to God is. And how necessary in the midst of what's going on, people's opinions, their, their, their religious practices, whether, whether it's actual religion or just uh, routine situations, that God, if you talk to God, he, you give, he will give you the correct answer and the best way to deal with things. Not only if you talk to him, but you have a time to open your ear to hear what he's saying back to you. Yeah. Go ahead, Minister Kyle. Amen. I, I agree with you so much. I was reading that when you sent it to me, and I love the fact that he said in, uh, as you said in, in the 27th verse, he said, and it came to pass at noon uh-huh. that he began to mark them. And he said, cry aloud. For he is God, right? He, well, he said, he is God, right? He said, mm. either he is talking, or he on the phone or something, like he texted or something. <laughs> uh, or is he persuaded? You know, it just go on and say, is he on a journey or pre adventure? Is he sweet? Maybe he should be awoke. <laughs> you know? Wake him up. Yes, wake him up. Up, you know, email him, send a telegram, have somebody ring the doorbell. You know, maybe he don't know y'all out there. That I, I could imagine. I could, I could I could see him just standing back saying, Did somebody call and let him know you was coming or something? You know, then he it talked to him and then when he went over to the thirty third verse. It says, he said, get fill four barrels. Four barrels. That's why I held up the finger so. Okay. Four barrels. Did he, like you say, he said, do it again. And do it again. And do it again. Matter of fact, pour it in the trenches. Because right. I'm going to show you how, how powerful my God is. You know, so when, when we tell people the benefits of having that relationship with God, being able to talk to him, even though, they, it said by noon, they said, they let us know that the, all 450 of them was calling on him all day. He didn't, all give day. Them, he didn't give them a certain amount of time. He gave he them all the time they wanted. After they started cutting themselves and bleeding everywhere, he uh, let them present themselves in every way they could. Then he said, okay, I'm tired of watching y'all do the food. Hold up. Let me step up. He just said, God, in other words, we paraphrase it like pastors say, Hey, God, come on and show them who he really is. Right. And then once God did what he did, you know how we, when I was younger, we used to do this here. Right. That you I know. Got, yeah, I, yeah, I got this. I got this. You know, so when, when you realize your benefits and praying, you don't walk around arrogant. No. You walk around, you let people know, see, I serve a God that when I call, he hear me. Like it says yeah. in Psalms, what's this, 86 and 3. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. And I'm just saying, see, people don't understand. He said, be merciful to me, O Lord, when I cry to you daily. You don't wait till you need God to cry to him. You cry to God, you cry out to him, even if you saying, Lord, I just, I'm just crying out to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I just stopped by. You right. know, some of us need to go back and say, Lord, 
I need to reintroduce myself. You know, you ain't heard from me in a long time. Some of us need to just say, Lord, I need to introduce myself. You ain't heard from me at all. Right. You know. I left me big. Yeah. You know, so we have to get to the place. We're looking at what's going on downtown. You got hundreds of kids downtown. Now, the city is starting to say, parents, you're going to be starting to be held accountable for your children. Uh-huh. See, if you look at those children that are downtown, uh, look down at your, put your hand out in front of you, look down at it. Look back up at the camera and look at me and Pastor Troy. What was the, the color of the kids you saw downtown? Who's going to be held responsible? See, most of us parents are too busy worried about our lace front and our backlash. Our lace front and our backlashes. We ain't got time to teach our kids because we got something to do. We got to so many to do. I'm telling you right now, either you're going to get straight with God and pray to straighten out your kids. I, I used to tell a sister of mine years ago, I said, you know what? Sometimes we need to go to our children and say, I'm sorry. Ah, you heard me. You, you, you mean repent for the unnecessary foolishness that we have allowed and we have done to them and said it in front of them, being repent and say we was wrong? Yes, exactly. But see, when, see, when we get older, we want to make our kids think um, I dotted every I mm. and I crossed every T. Uh. I, I ain't never stepping no dog number two in the yard. I, I've been perfect. See, if we was to sit back and tell our kids, I'm sorry. I thought I was slick. I had a plan, and I thought I was going to be able to do this, do that. But when, when, when you don't do that, and your kids find something out, they hold what they call secret grudges against you because they waiting for the time to say, oh, you act like, you know, think about when your child say to you, oh, you act like you ain't never did nothing wrong. Where that come from? Somebody been in their ear. Let me, let me tell you what I did. When my son got to a certain age, I said, come here, baby, let me sit down and talk to you. I pulled out a little booklet. And I, I said, I want to tell you what this is, and I want to tell you how this came about, and I want to explain this to you, explain that to you. And he looked at me. He said, Mom, I didn't know that. I said, now you do. I said, so if somebody ever come to you trying to tell you something, I said, hear them out. Then when they get finished, you say, are you finished? And they say, yeah. I say, now, you lie. See, that's your story because she already told you. I said, see, when you tell your child who you are, where you were, and how God brought you out, when you start talking to them, you know what they say? My mom and my daddy speaking life into me because they told me about their wrongdoing. Mm. So you got to let your kids know your hands was once not just dirty but filthy. Mm-hmm. When you started explaining and exposing yourself, can't nobody else dim your light so that when you pray to your child and, and when they ask you, well, how did you get free, and how did this happen, and how did that You can say, you know what? That right there, that was nothing but God. Right. Because when the, when, the, when the word of God teaches us, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
you better make sure you understand he's not trying to uh, let you have a lifestyle with your children or anybody else that's looking up to you. I, I was looking at the kids downtown. Of course, you know, you, you, how do kids get confused or deal with confusion? Now let's just introduce to them. Somewhere along the line, it's introduced. I look at my nieces and nephews. I'm like, okay, I don't know where they come from or how you got there, but I'm letting you know now I don't agree with that. Okay. I'm praying against that. And whatever you do, I'm not telling you I don't love you. I still love you. I love you so much I'm letting you know I'm praying for you. We have to, what I mean by confusion, you're so confused that you let this, uh, this lifestyle out here in the streets make you jump on top of the bus. Run across the top of people's cars. Kick the cars as they roll it. Not understanding your foot can get caught in that wheel well. Or your shoe can get hooked on something that's loose on that car and start dragging you down the street. You're so confused, you got somebody in your head telling you, you, you can take the, the, uh, the power of the seven, what, two-ton car, a seven-ton truck vehicle and drug, drug you down the street. You really believe that you're going to be uh, Spider-Man or Superman that uh, the Hulk, when it hits you, it's going to bounce off? Yeah, you know, so we don't we don't understand. We don't try to understand. You know, I, I, I got Psalms 116 and 1. I love the Lord because he have heard my cry. I love the way it said, because he have inclined his ear unto me. We have to get to the place that we have to get out of being stuck right here, right now. As long as we stuck right here, right now, we're not going to understand the benefits and the power of prayer. Prayer is so awesome. Um, you don't just pray when Christmas comes. You don't just pray when your birthday comes. You don't just pray when, oh, God, could you step in right now because I really need you. You know, I remember my mom teaching us when we were young that she said that there's tears in a bowl in heaven. She was teaching us how her mother had cried tears and then a bowl in heaven. And that she was living off the blessings of the tears that her mother had in a bowl in heaven. So I'm looking at it now that I know for myself my mom cried many a night because I tell anybody, Troy, Pastor Troy, you are my witness. I wasn't no, I wasn't no good, perfect kid. That was <clears throat> Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for love. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for his blood. You know, I wasn't no perfect kid. My, my dad and my mom used to just say, don't make me have to tell you this again. They say, I got to tell you this again. Right. You know, so when you get to the place where you say, I know that prayer covered me. I know that prayer brought me out. I know that prayer made a difference in my life. If we was to pray a whole lot more and a whole lot often, we would see a difference in our land. We would see a difference in our house. We would see a difference in our family because we know that we have gave it all over to God. When we take our hands off of it, in other words, when we start decreasing and letting the, the the prayer life and, and, and God increasing our life, 
then things start changing on our behalf because we are now praying and waiting on God to answer. And and God will tell you what you need. I, I don't really know exactly how to put it, but when we change our lifestyle, I trust God to change our emotional thought and everything else. What do you think, Pastor? I, uh, to, to go back to the point you was making about children and repentance, um, when, when we grew up, we saw our mothers praying when we came in the house. Yeah. Um, they had prayer in the schools when we were growing up. Yeah. So then what we did was we extracted, we took, out of, we took prayer out of the school. We took prayer out of the home. And yeah. these, is how, these are the tools that were used to keep us safe. Yeah. These, were the, these were the tools that they used to give us an outline of what life should be like in Christianity. Yeah. That don't mean you walked around, you crossed every T, you dotted every I, because the Bible says all have sin, and, and it is blessed well, no good thing. Yeah. And so then our natural man is to go sin nature first, but it's the prayer life. It's the yeah. prayer connection that we saw, that we experienced, and then we now we now adopt, uh, adopted for ourselves based off the examples previous to us. And so then uh, there's certain things that we did not do because our mothers, like I said, the prayers, the, uh, the, there are prayers laid up for us. There are things that were that were that were given from our great, our, my great grandparents, your grandparents. And so forth and so on down mm-hmm. that they prayed for generation after generation after generation that we would not be lost. I'm saying, yeah. um, so then uh, uh, that's why my mom would always say, she said, mm-hmm. I pray that my seed seed and my seed 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 would be blessed yeah. and, and, and protected, right? Yeah. And so then here it is, um, we've lost the connection of prayer unless we ask it for something, like you said this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, God, you ain't heard me in a while. Unless I'm begging for get my kid out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, get I need my bills paid. I need a new car. Ooh, this week, this week don't work. Lord, I need a new week. Can you help me get a new week? Mm-hmm. These eyelashes falling out, Lord. Can you buy me? Can you give me another pair? Eyelashes. We're, we're not praying for protection. Yes, we're yes. not praying to tell just to tell God thank you. To just say God, you talk to me about what my next move should be, what my next connection should be. How should I handle the next connection? How should I have the next place that I'm going? How should I prepare for my next? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So these are, def- these are definite tools and information that we need when we talk to God. But, we don't, but we've lost that connection. We've lost these things because, like you said, we're focused on what's best for me personally. Leaving our children out of the equation. That's mm-hmm. why they're all downtown. Like you said, what, what if their girl... They kicked that car, her, 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 her shoe legs got caught in that spot. That's it. They could have tore her whole, whole leg off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Could have ripped her foot off. Right? She had one foot on just up to her knee. Yeah. Simply because they downtown acting the fool. And once it. again, what's the race? What's the color? Yeah. I did last last week. I talked about um, the what are you doing for your, what kind of example are you laying before your children? The Bible says train up a child mm-hmm. in the way it should go. Yes. So when they get old, they won't depart from it. it. You know what I'm saying? But we're not training. You know what I'm saying? We're living our best life. I know some of us are grandparents in our early 40s or 30s in Canos. We had kids young, and now these kids having kids, and so forth and so on, and you're done raising. I, I, I'm, I'm so tired of hearing this particular statement. I'm done raising my kids. I'm going to live my best life. 
Yeah. No, 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 no. You and I both have grown children. You have a grown child. Yeah. I have grown children. And I still have to parent them. Yeah. I still, my mother, my mother was here until I was 45 years old, and she was still parenting me at 45. Yeah. Why? Because there's some things that even at 45 I'm still learning. Yeah. And I can go to those that are older than me that have experience that have a prayer life with God mm-hmm. that they might not know personally, but because of the connection they have with God, because of their prayer life, God will talk to them about me, yeah. talk to them about my situation that they've never experienced, but give me the right information needed to find me in a place that I could have lost, lost my life, lost uh, my house, lost my mind but gave me the right instructions so that now I prosper in a better place than I once was. Point blank, period. But once once again, prayer. But guess what repentance is? Even repentance is a prayer. Lord, forgive me. That's it. I apologize. I was wrong. I thought wrong. I acted wrong. I responded wrong. Please forgive me for my immaturity, my selfishness, and my my fleshly and worldly nature. Come in, please, talking to God, and cleanse me and help turn my life around. So then if we apologize to our children, we're going to have to admit when we're wrong. Yes. When all we say is how right we are and how wrong they are. You know what I mean? Yes. And so then I had to tell my own daughter, listen, you don't want the man your father was. Hallelujah. You want the man your father who I became. Mm -hmm. But it's because of God that I came from where I was to where I am now. Glory to God. God. It's because of God that I am the man, I am no longer the man I once was. Mm -hmm. I came from that place, but here where I am now. And God is still working on me. I still allow him to work in me and work through me. So don't go, don't don't look for that dude back there because that dude ain't going to do you. He ain't going to do you right because he's immature. He's yeah. selfish. He's spoiled. He 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 is he is he is led from the waist down. Uh, you better say it. But, but he led from the waist down. That's why seven of y'all were four different mamas because he was led from the waist down, mm-hmm. not from the from, not from the neck up. Pull that so belt. Now from the neck up. Pull that belt off like Pootie Tang Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so so I, I'm telling you this because I want you, like you said, I want you to understand who your father once was. Yeah. Now, God brought me to the thing. He brought me through it. I thank God that he brought me out. And he's still bringing me out of some things that I put my, and sometimes it wasn't God that sent me to it. I put myself in it. Mm-hmm. He brought me through it when I put myself to it. Yeah. And he helped bring me out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's because of, I just, I decided to adopt a prayer life. I got friends right now, they left. They say, well, you be, man, we be talking, you just, you just bust out, go to pray. I said, I know. Because my, my thought pattern is, it don't matter how much we talk about it. It's not going to change. But if we about? pray about it, God will change okay. for us. So Amen. let's do what we know that will bring change. What will bring change? Prayer. Prayer changes things. It. It. It's not always an immediate thing, but sometimes it is immediate. Some, it, it's not an instant thing, but sometimes it is instant. Mm-hmm. I've seen people get lay, hands laid on them and pray for it, and immediately God has done it for them. Yeah. But that's up to the God's discretion. That's it. That's but the fact you can handle it right now, bless. Some of us can't handle it right now, bless. You know why? We 
going to take it for granted. We're going we're going to we're going to mis- misuse it, abuse it, and there is no evidence of what God has done. Yes. He got to make us wait a little while That's so we it. can appreciate it when he do. That's it. You know, I I want to go back to what you were said. Um I remember my mother would pray. I prayed down to the seventh generation. Right. And she said her mom prayed to the seventh generation. So when I look at it, I'm the third generation. You're the fourth generation. Now, we're teaching the fourth generation because the third generation heard it, and we're praying down to the seventh generation. I heard Mother Tony, uh, that's in the first uh, third generation with me, say, I pray down to the hundredth generation. All right. Because, see, like you say, we have to know where we at. Sometimes we get so caught up. You know, I tell people all the time, just because a child was born, the preacher's son, a preacher's daughter, don't put them on a pedestal. Right. They got to be prayed for and prayed to also. More so than anybody else. I would look at more so than anybody else. When we was growing up, because our mom was considered sanctified, holy roller, right. people would always uh, expect more from us than they did anybody else. Because they act like we was born uh, with uh, the Ten Commandments in our hand. <laughs> they act like we was born with the thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. You know, and right. it's like, because we were so busy trying to, I don't want to say prove a point, but we were so busy being ourselves and we didn't want to be ostracized or look different, we went above and beyond. Majority of the people, uh, if you ever pay attention to a winehead or a dope thing on the street, you are, if you pay attention to a real good, you will hear them say, well, like, you know, I know the word of God says. They're, they're, when we used to go have No Cross, No Crown on North Avenue, you remember this guy used to come in all the time playing the piano, dark-skinned, tall man. He can sing and he can play that piano. Yeah. Oh, and, um, uh, I can't think of his name. I can't, I can't think of his name. So yeah. But that man was so talented. And he said, I know God didn't want this for me. He knew that Bible from generations. You hear me? From generations to generations and from uh he knew it from Genesis to Revelation. He knew it from Revelation back to Genesis. That man can preach that Bible, but what he did—he knew how to make that piano sing, and that man could sing. But he just got caught up out there trying to show other people he could do this, do that, and the devil had a trick for him that he couldn't shake loose. But we're, we're talking tonight about prayer. If you have a relationship with God. You can pray some things off yourself. You can pray that your children, children, children are put under Holy Ghost arrest. Yeah. So Amen. whenever whenever they try to go and, and, and stay gone, they can't. I remember your mama put your brother under Holy Ghost arrest one day. She sure did. And whenever he come into the house of the Lord, you can see how he allowed God to minister to him, even, and he'll tell you, even in my mess, 
I know not to play with God. Prayer works. And I only said that to say this. I had a brother that they would pray for him all the time. But even with him, he's not with us anymore. But I believe before he left here, he had a talk with God. Because it's no way, it's no way you you cannot go through this life not knowing how to get in touch with God. Because somewhere along the line, you're hearing about prayer. We didn't try it the government way. We didn't try it our other way. We didn't try it no way. We didn't try to hide in a secret place. But I tell you what we better do, we better get in place and we better get a relationship with God. We better ask God to incline his ear to us, to hear our prayers. We better talk to people um, and let them know God hears our prayers. But at the same time, don't you depend on nobody else to pray for you. Right. Right. See, a lot of us are doing that. We're looking for somebody else to pray for us. Yeah. But what we need to do is we, we can get with somebody else and we can touch and agree and come together in corporate prayer. But I'm saying this, and I'm saying this on Facebook and on Blog Talk. Um, um, Apostle-elect uh, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser talked about it the other day. Okay. I was standing in the hospital with my mom. The doctor had pronounced her dead. And I remember touching her foot. My mom was ice cold. But I remember missionary day and missionary fast and missionary Molly and uh, a, a missionary, um, I'm talking, uh, it was elected lady, uh, Sandra Thomas, and I remember um, a missionary uh, music uh, uh, pedigree. I remember so many of our family members came in there and stood around that hospital bed and they just touched her body and prayed. They wasn't loud. You didn't hear words. And I just stood there, and I just watched the power of God. And they, when they got through, they all said amen at the same time. But nobody was praying out loud. But everybody said amen at the same time. And I said, thank you all so much. They said, no problem. They said, okay, we'll see you later. We're going to go. I said, oh, you all going to go over to the Ruthie house? What? They said, no, we're getting on the highway. We, we came to do what God told us to do. They drove in from out of town to get around that bed and pray for my mama. Now, her doctor was an atheist, but my mother started moving back around, and she came back to life. We were sitting in the room, and she said, move out the way. I want to look at Oprah. Oprah finna come on, and this guy finna say this, and y'all finna say that. And I went to sit down in her room. She said, Renee, you just going to sit on him like that? I said, sit on who, mama? She said, on the, the, young, the boy that's sitting in the chair that's been talking to me. And I turned around and looked. There was nobody in that chair. And I heard, she looked at him and she said, okay, I'll see you later. I'll talk to you when you come back. And she watched like she was talking to somebody leaving out the door. And I began to weep and said, my God, it was an angel here in the room with my mom. I'm telling you what, I know. I remember that. I remember that. And I said to myself, I said, God, I want that type of relationship with you that you would send an angel to not just sit with her, but to be here when the saints came to pray with her and when she came back to life and her doctor had started believing in God from that day on. He said, this is nothing that I can explain. 
I can't find this nowhere in science. He said, I know she was there. He was still a sign of death certificate, but she had got back her vital side. I'm just showing people, and, and that was in, my mother passed away in 97, but that was years before she passed. God had added time to her. I, I'm just saying to you all, when you think this Bible is just, they try to make you think it's a good deal or it was a good idea, it's just a good book. No, no, no. This Bible have life-giving words. It teaches you about prayer. Prayer gives life, brings life. And if you're sitting back waiting for somebody else to speak life and pray for life over you, you're making a mistake. You better learn how to encourage yourself. You better learn how to pray for yourself. You better learn how to pray for your family members when you can't get a hold of nobody. Because if you look at time, look at all these stores closing down. I went into all these the other day. I see how they combined everything together. I looked at it, and I looked at Stan, and I said, Stan, we're in the beginning of food desert. They're closing down these places. I went to Chipotle to give me a chicken bowl the other day. And before you could come through the door good enough, the girl said, hello, thank you, welcome to Chipotle. We don't take no cash. You got to have cards off. Plastic dollars. I said, uh-huh. You better know the signs of the time. The mark is coming. The mark is coming. And, and you got to know, coming. get yourself in a, in a position that when you make that choice, you know, you say, God, I said for you, I live for you, I die. Mm-hmm. Don't wait till you get there and become a, well, God, I'm going to take this mark. I'm going to steal love. No, you're not. He said, love one or the other. And no matter which way you go, you got to have a prayer life. You got to. You got to have a prayer life. So I'm saying to you all right now, go and repeat, repent, so you can be revived, restored, and give, be given a rebirth. We're in the line, the line, I'm sorry, in the lifetime of prayer. We're standing in line to get a prayer line with God. You've got to. So all, I just want to say that um, I didn't get to read all my scriptures tonight, but if me and the pastor said something to help somebody else tonight, I pray that we did. Um, you all may say, I, I got a prayer life. Okay. Well, if you get mad about what we said tonight, don't take it. Don't bring it to us. Take it to Jesus. Let Him tell you why you got sad, that why you got mad, and we're gonna go from there. Pastor, give us your uh, your comments you want to give right now. I see it on your face. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm amazed what you just said. You talking about a rebirth? We were. I was at a celebration yesterday for a Pastor um, Easter Goodwin is where we have service at. Mm-hmm. That pastor the church. And so then when I get up to give words, I, you know, I'm sitting on the organ. I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And um, God began to talk to me about the birthday. I'm like, hey, okay, okay, happy birthday, you know. A wonderful woman of God, She today is her actual birthday. Mm. She made 74. She looks Ooh. good for her age. God began to tell me, he says, I'm bringing a rebirth, a rebirth at the birthday. Ah. Look at that, look at that, look at that. That's why I began to smile. I was like, come on, God, you're talking because... You said God will give us a rebirth. Yes. I mean, God will do it over again. He, he will renew yes. us. Uh, um, in order for us to, 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 to see him, we must be reborn, reborn again. Reborn. That's why we call born-again believers. Yes. Born again, which means God gives us a rebirth. He rebirthed us. He, he renews us. He revives us. He restores yes. us. Glory to God. He, he, he gives what we need in the, in the newness of a good place. Yes. 
But, it, but it, we have to have a prayer life. Yes. It's because of the, the Bible says, the effectual fervent right. prayers of a right. righteous man abated much. And so then for us to be in a place of righteousness, we have to have a talk with God on a yes. regular basis. We have to talk to him, commune with him, connect with him, and have a relationship. There is no real relationship without communication. I don't care what you say or what you do. Even at your job, you will not have an effective uh, uh, relationship with your boss, with your co-workers, with the janitor, with the human resource department, unless you communicate. Yes. Yes. That's all God is asking of us, is to talk to him and let him talk back to us. Yes. And so they, they, they always said this, watch this. They said, a little prayer, little power. Yes. Much prayer much. brings much power. Yes. Pastor Bishop Ken Green was talking today, and he was talking about our, we need to be rejuvenated. We need to be restored. Those that give out. The only way we can stay strong is if we get, if we get back in what we've given out. And so then we, we may talk, we may commune with God and talk to him, but when he talks back to us is when the restoration starts. That's it. When, when the rejuvenation starts, when he talks back to us after we talk to him. Mm-hmm. Right? Amen. A lot of times what we eat, we eliminate out. But we restored and we rejuvenated by what we take in. Taking the right vitamins, taking taking the right all, all of the right substances, the greens, the fluids that is needed to maintain strength in our body, not just naturally, but the same thing spiritually. We have to intake, but we have to release. Our release is communication to talk to him. Amen. But when he talks back to us and gives us what we need, that's when our restoration and the restoring happens. Amen. So understand this. Prayer brings restoration, renewance, information, instructions, and strength. These are things, these are tools that's going to happen when you talk to God. Yeah. I guarantee you that. But talk to him on a regular basis. Like Mr. Kyle said, not just when you're begging for something, but when you want stuff. You're like, well, Lord, here I am again. I guess it's April, Lord. I ain't talked to you since last April, so I'll talk to you again. That's it. That's it. Now, be cool with that. That's what you want. But you're missing out on so many different levels of things because you're in frequency. You can't say me and this guy in a, me and this, me and this guy in a relationship with me and this woman in a relationship, and we only talk once a year. What kind of relationship is that? <laughs> Amen. You can't even have a relationship with your children. You don't talk to them once, once a year. So, we, Mr. Kyle said, consistency, continuance. That's why the Bible says, man should always pray and not faint. God bless you. Go ahead, Mr. Kyle. You're right. That was one of my scriptures for tonight that I didn't get a chance to read. That's uh, James 5 or 16. Mm-hmm. Confess your faults one to another and mm-hmm. pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayers of the right of a righteous man availeth much. I, I just want you all to understand there is, um, how would I say, we, we, we're angry in the land and we're screaming loud, but ain't nobody hearing us. And because it's not happening to their people, they ain't, they ain't trying to hear. But right. if you look at what happened today, last night, 
because it happened on their territory. It is bringing the value of their land down and the threat of their children being uh, how they get their girls get infatuated with the guys and the guys getting infatuated with our girls. Now they're getting concerned and said something has to be done. Has to happen, right? So I want you all to understand. You better pray, and you better pray for real. As Pastor started off with, stop now. It's praying time. You better know how. You better stop now. It's praying Hello? time because they're going to bring in martial law. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is martial law is going to tell you what you ain't going to do. And what you can't do and you what you better not do. Uh-huh. And you better not hmm, have no neck work. You're going to learn that if God, his word said, I be for you, I'm more than the world against you, you better know he meant that. And he's going to show you that. But there's requirements. You've got to have a prayer life with God. So me and Pastor Troy, we thank you all so much. Uh, blog yes. Talk is on. If anybody on Blog Talk has a comment and want to say something, please do so at this time. Amen. I thank you all for the ministry that you did on tonight. I thank God for um, you letting us know that we need to be aware of what's uh, going on. I find it amazing that so many people have yet to know that we're already in the end time. Um, There's dogs that are chipped already. There are people that are chipped already. I won't say who the companies are because um, some of that stuff is not supposed to be known yet, but they're already doing it. So I would say for the people of God to not only pray, but be aware that it's okay to do research. It's okay to see what's going on. It's okay to um, know that a lot of things are being tested now, and um, they can tell you where your dog is if you chip them. They can... um, tell you how you can buy this or buy that on your job because you're chipped. And then those that refuse to get the implant, they got a workaround for them. They're wearing a ring, and that ring has the chip. So just know that all of the things that uh, we already know is coming is already here. It's just in phases. Everything that the enemy does, he knows that we are intellectual people and that we're a praying nation, and so they do things subtly now, and they just uh, slip it on in. So keep yourselves up in prayer. Um, Be mindful of those jobs that are talking about rings and different things that they want you to wear because it's already here, but God has given us the wisdom to say no. I'll go and work somewhere else, and I'll have my own business. Entrepreneurship. Amen. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, woman of God. Thank you so much, Apostle. Is there anyone else at this time? Praise God. This is just the Carmen. <laughs> to God be the glory. Um, you know, First Thessalonians 5 and 17 says pray without ceasing. Nobody but God yeah. has put that out in the atmosphere for us to grab hold to pray without ceasing. That means whatever you're doing all throughout the day, in the middle of the night, in the morning, in the week, pray without ceasing. 
And God is so faithful and so loving and kind, and he wants us to be totally and completely equipped for the battle. We know it's not the Lord, but we have to have on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against these wiles of the devil. And we as the body of believers, we should never, ever, ever let anyone outnumber us in numbers when it comes to coming together praying, coming together fighting the devil, because those acts that were over the weekend, they were rooted and grounded in wickedness and evilness. And unfortunately, this is generational curses. Because, yes, as you all said, the parents are busy doing A, B, and C, D, E, F, and they are not paying attention because some of them, they are only doing what they know to do is not pay attention to their children because nobody paid attention to them. But we as the body of believers, we have to pray like never, ever before. We have to orchestrate, demonstrate prayer on another, another, another level because we're dealing with some another, another level devils. But God, prayer changes things. Prayer is powerful, powerful. And we got to walk in the authority that God has given us. God gave me when COVID came that he said, I'm the FDA. I'm the first final decision, authority, and approval over everything in the face like of the earth. So we as believers got to know our assignment and our place yeah. in the body of Christ. And, and we got to decree it and declare it that our sons and our daughters will be holy and righteous, full of love, peace, joy, and happiness. And there has to be uh, uh, resources set for them so that they will have the job, they will have the education, they will have everything they need so they won't fall into the traps and the tricks and the schemes and the plots and the plans of the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God came that they may have life and have it more abundantly and eternal life. So we just have, we just have the devil is on his assignment. We as the body of believers got to get up and get out. They came out because it's warm. What are we going to do? We got yeah. to get out. We got to let them know this is not the plan and the purpose that God has for our seed. The male seed, the male seed, it's powerful. That was my prayer emphasis. We pray every Monday about the male seed when God gave me that day to pray, and it happened to be today. But the male seed is so important that it is a part of every fiber of our being. It connects to every person that we know. So we have to know, know without a shadow of a doubt who we are and whom we are. And we serve a mighty, awesome, and amazing God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can actually think or even imagine. God wants to exceed our expectations of salvation. Salvation, Jesus saved to the utmost. So we thank God for salvation over everybody that decided to do something foolish and let the enemy use them 
while he's sitting back laughing because, like you all said, if somebody had got hurt, murdered, killed, somebody had got uh, dragged up or down the street, the devil is sitting back laughing. But we are covering them with the blood of Jesus for the glory of God, for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Carmen. Is there anyone else at this time? Okay, well, Pastor, I want to say to you and Apostle uh, uh, Dr. City Kaiser, God had put in my spirit spirit the other day um, about having a baptism service, not just for the children, but it's some old people that need to be rededicated. Amen. I'm going to say myself also, uh, we need to have a baptism service. Um, another thing I, I want to say to black and brown America maybe I missed somewhere because I, I know that they, they don't teach black history in our grammar schools or our high schools for us we get black history month but when have America ever been great for us they keep saying we're going to make America great again when have America ever been great for us other than now where we have the freedom to pray? We have the freedom to call on our God. I'm not saying America has not, we haven't had benefits in America, but I just want you to understand when you look at what's going on, when you look at what happened, was that Tennessee or Kentucky the other day when they took down the two African-American guys, but they gave them back their position only because of the cry out of the people. Mm. Uh, we don't cry out like that. We don't mm. cry out to God like that and, and get some results for our land. Every time we cry out for justice, they try to shut us down. Back in the day, they, they assassinated us. Now they're trying to assassinate your character. Yeah. They're trying to assassinate you in many ways. But when are we going to stop looking for some man or the other man to step up? And when are we going to start joining hands, stepping up together? We need a baptism, and we need to cry out as a body of Christ together. Don't worry about if your name wasn't the one put on the martyr or other the banner that said you called it out, we said we are members of the body of Christ. If you look at the, a body, how many parts to a body? The head won't hold, won't operate without the neck. The neck won't operate without the shoulders and the backbone and the spine and the arms and the hands and the elbow. Everything works together yeah. for the body. And we got to come in and we got to cry out. We got to come in, and we got to pray out. I said it last year, and I'm going to start back saying it again. People, we got to pray it forward. We got to pray it forward. Excuse me. We got to stop being scared. Hmm. The Lord said, if you be scared of of me or the shame of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. Oh, yeah. 
So I'm just saying to the body of Christ, people, let's step up. He said he has no respect to person. He didn't say that Amen. in the faith. He said let everything that has breath praise yes. him. He said let us pray without fainting. Let us pray without ceasing. We the ones mm-hmm. put titles on everything. But I tell you what, we better put a title on. Say your name. I'm going to say it. I, Renee, have a prayer line. You better start identifying yourself with the Lord. Amen. Things ain't going to get no better real soon with our prayer. So we want to say thank you all for joining us on the night. I'm so glad, Pastor, that you uh, was available to do this with me because um, we're praying for Minister Margo while she's going through her recovery process. We're yes, in the gap yes. for her. We're uh, trusting God concerning her that uh, we know that prayer works. When you can't get to it, yes. we know that uh, even his word, even the, the young man in the Bible told Jesus, now don't come in my house, but send your word. So we, Amen. we can't get in her house, but we're going to send the word to the Lord. The so word. Send it. Heal, Raise heal. Up. And I just I'm just trusting God that you all will come back with us on this Friday. I'll be back ministering. I'm going back with prayer again on Friday. Um at nine PM Central Standard Time. Uh we will be on the line on Sunday morning at nine thirty AM Central Standard Time, ten thirty AM Central Standard Eastern Standard Standard Time with the possibly like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. And we will be back here next Monday at um, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own Minister Ron Montgomery and Mother Missionary Tony Montgomery to speak to us about family, the biblical way, what God says and how God sees it. So, again, I just want you all to know we enjoyed you all. Whether you're looking at this live or you're looking at it on the replay, please share it and know one thing, that um, we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 to 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And, again, Pastor, thank you. I count it an honor and a privilege to share the screen with you and to share the word with you. And um, a lot of people just don't know how much I love you and appreciate you and adore you. You you are my cousin, blood cousin. But you are the man of God also. Appreciate that. And I just want you to know, um, I want you to get get with God in prayer and put it out there for the baptism. And I, I know I heard God say that, and, and I was kind of scared to say it for a while, but God said, I told you to say it. It's a rebirth with the baptism. So it's time oh for God. us to dedicate ourselves back to God. And we're going to open it up for the city, and most likely we're going to try to, God said do a registration. Okay. Don't rush into it. Let people register because they may want to do, you may have to do a weekend thing because they may want to dedicate their children. Or you just may have some, like I say, some old saints that say, I need a re 
Mm. I need a redip. I need one. I need, yeah. I'm, I'm texting my pastor right now and telling him, Bishop, I need to be re-baptized. Yes. We need to be rebaptized. So um, if you have a registration, you would know what we're working with. Or you just may, God say, just put it out there. He may say, just put it out there and they'll show up. So I just tell people, you need your, your swimming cap. You bring your swimming cap and put that lace front on the side and put it back on when you come up out the water. <laughs> 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 i the town. Yeah. <laughs> put it in a plastic bag and take it under with you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. And get some waterproof lashes. And that toupee. Yeah, and that toupee, as Sister Carmen say, baby, look up. <laughs> hey, we're going to let God have his way on that day. We're going to do what we have to do. So, Pastor, please pray us out. I pray people have ears to hear what was said on tonight. <laughs> Dear God, we thank you. We glorify you. We give you a name to praise. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the plan that you that you have with you. Father, if we just commune with you, if we just talk to you, Father, the somebody says, stop now, it's praying time. The sun is almost down. It says, sinner man, you better run. There's going to be a terrible storm. It won't be fire, snow, or sleep, but there's fire going to be falling all around your feet. You, we need to stop now, Father. It is praying time. And Father, we, we stop to talk to you, to hear from you to get instructions, to get wisdom, to get knowledge, to get revelation, so that we can move in a place of prosperity to, 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 to fight against the devil, to fight against all of his traps and his plans for our life, for our children's life, and for the hundred generations below us. Father, we give you praise. We're not going to stop at the seventh, but we go all until you come, Father, so that we are ready to stand before you when you, when you crack the sky. We give you glory. We ban all demonic forces. We ban all, all plans of Satan. We ban all backlash and retaliation. We thank you for peace, rest, and restoration in everybody. We give you glory. We give you praise. And, Father, we thank you. We pray right now that the future baptismal, that when we come about the water, that it's the Holy Ghost that pick us up. It's the Holy Ghost that deliver us. It's the Holy Ghost that set us free. And, Father, for this we give you glory. For this we give you praise right now in Jesus' name. Thank God and amen. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much. Thank you for joining in all tonight. We just want to say good night, everybody. We love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing to do about it. Good night. Love you. God bless.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.